You're about to listen to a message from Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill that purpose and live that life that God has originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Last Sunday we started to look at uh, Second Peter and we looked at the account or rather his letter to us, the saints, where he told us about a like precious faith and he went on the last verse I think we read was verse 4 where the Bible told us clearly that we have a great promise. He says by which have been given to us exceedingly what? Great and precious promises. That through these promises, we may become partakers of the divine nature. However, I said, before we can do that, we must have, we ought to have, escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Praise the Lord. And I think we did a bit of that. And on Wednesday, we went a bit further and we still looked at the faith and what it means to have faith and what it means to have faith in God. Um, I will say it again. I know you're always hearing that and you expect me to say it. If you were not in church on Wednesday, please, I want to beg you, get the message. Go and listen to it on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Mix our or buy the CD, any of them, and please make sure you listen to it because what we do is line upon line, precept upon precept. Praise the Lord. However, just a brief uh, lesson, we learned that Hebrews 11 told us that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And then verse 2 says, By faith, the elders obtained what? A good testimony. Okay, we didn't see it by faith. The elders obtained a better life. They didn't obtain breakthrough. They obtained a good testimony. And one key thing we learned on Wednesday just to help somebody. If you look at verse 3, verse 3 and 4. Okay, uh, verse 3 told us we understand the world. Let's see 4 and 5, sorry. Can you put 4 and 5 together? Okay, 4 told us of the faith of Abel. And five told us of the fate of Enoch. Praise the Lord. Abel was a man of faith. And Abel could not have wanted to die when he died. Abel could not have wanted to be murdered by any person, more so his brother. It was not his desire. Praise the Lord. But we see that word, Abel was murdered by his brother. And the Bible says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, though it, he, through it, sorry, he being dead still speaks. So that the fact that Abel was killed 
did not nullify his faith. His faith did not become small because he didn't live to, you know, 1,000 years or 2,000 years as they live. Now we look at the next person there. He's Enoch in verse 5. And we see another person of faith. This one now on the other side, by his faith, didn't even die. Up to now, he hasn't died. So if we are to count Enoch's age, we'll be counting in what? How many thousands of years? Both of them had faith. So we learn that you can't really judge my faith by what is around me. Praise the Lord. He says what faith is about is the testimony God gives concerning a man. Somebody say thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. It's the testimony God gives concerning you. That's what tells your faith. It is not what I have around me because what you have can be stolen. People even steal husbands. They steal wives. They even steal children. Baba. What is it they don't steal? They steal offices. Praise the Lord. People do coup and occupy offices. People steal cars. People forcefully occupy people's houses. So what is it? Okay. And we also saw further down. You see, we're, we're taking our time. We saw in verse uh, 6, verse 6, still talking about faith. He says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him, to please God. So we also learn that without faith, the Bible didn't say it is impossible to get things. So never envy as a Christian. Don't envy anybody and don't beat yourself because you're not holding things. Because your faith is not proven by what you're holding. Praise the Lord. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. He didn't say without faith. It is impossible to get something. So people get things without faith. Okay? But you and I, we get the place where we please him. And then he does what? He rewards us. Because he is our father. And he knows what is best for us. Praise the Lord somebody. Okay, so we, we began to look at faith. And what we had to look at that was when last Sunday we saw lost. We saw that lost looks a bit like faith. Okay, and, and, and let me try and explain that. Lost looks a bit like faith. So have, have you heard, have you been told, or have I even told you, may have even been me telling you, that if you're believing God for a car, go and price the car. Take the picture of the car. Put it on your doorstep. Put it in the front of your fridge. Anywhere you go, you know, say the color and be calling the name of the car. Father, in the name of Jesus, Honda, Sakababa, Honda, Sakababa, Honda. Have I taught you that? Have you heard that? Have you heard it? You've not been taught that. You've not heard it. I, I start now. If you want a baby, take the picture of baby. Put here. If you want a husband, design the husband. This is the height. This is where it's going to come from. It's going to be, you know, light skin or dark skin. Isn't that what we teach as faith? That's what people teach. Okay? Now, now what, what those things do, they sound like faith because they give you, they keep your focus on what you want. Yes, it is, it is, it is okay, but it is not faith. It is actually the furthest part of faith. In the sense that it may get you that thing you're looking for because you're obsessed with it. So you're going to do anything possible to get it. By any means necessary, you're going to go for that thing. Right? Now, 
However, where it differs from faith, okay, is that faith will lead to obedience to God. Faith will make you more obedient to God. Lust will make you most disobedient to God. That's how far apart they are. So even though one might look like he's getting you close to what you want, so you're obsessed, you know, you're claiming the man, anywhere you're looking, you know, you see uh, trees as men, no longer men as trees. Okay? You see everything as a man because you're claiming, the pastor told you, claim it. You, how can you be believing God to marry and you're behaving like that? Claim the man. If he smiles at you, laugh. Okay? It, it might get you something. Okay? But most likely, it's going to come with compromise. That is what loss causes for us. Um, today, we want to go a bit further and see the correlation. Okay? The relationship between lust, faith, and fear. Because these are some of the things that mix up and confuse us. How many want to learn today? Praise the Lord. So we want to see. Now, lust, like I've said, will get you things. How many of us, okay, don't raise your hand. How many have really lusted after something and got it? You lost and you get And faith is supposed to get you things. So it works somehow, okay? But you know that... When it was lost, it's not something you're going to tell us the whole story. Praise the Lord. When you get it by lost, you, you can't tell the whole story. Praise the Lord. Say, ah, praise the Lord, see my husband. But you won't tell us the whole story. Praise the Lord, see my car. But you won't tell us the whole story. Okay? But it got you something. Psalm 106, verse 13 to 15. It tells us of a classical case. You know, of where this played out, lost. He said, this was talking about the journey of the children of Israel. And, and this is just a bit of what happened there to capture what we are talking about. It says, they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tested God in the desert. And what happened? In this case, now he said, and he gave them their request let's hold on what did he do what they lusted after they did what they got it they got it but look at the next line it says but what did he do he sent leanness into their soul that is the opposite of faith because when you have faith it brings you close to god so you can see these people, they got what they lusted after, but they went farther from God. That will not be a portion in Jesus' name. Okay. The other one is fear, which we are going to begin to look at today. You see, the correlation between these three is this. They all have something to do with your focus and what you magnify. Praise the Lord. I hope you pray so that the Holy Spirit will communicate with you and interpret what the pastor is trying to communicate you know what the pastor is trying to learn as well they have a correlation okay and this correlation is each of them keeps your eye on something each of them so lost is simply i need this thing i not maybe need is not the word i want this thing i want this thing and i want this thing and this is what i want this is what i want this is what i want I want to prosper. I want to be big. I want to be successful. I want to have this. Loss keeps your eyes and focus and your thinking about what you want. Now, fear on the other side, okay? 
keeps your eyes also and your thinking and your meditation on what you don't want. On the enemy. Praise the Lord. So when fear comes, what it does is this, or when someone has fear, he's continually focused on the thing he's afraid of. Are you getting it now? So during the time of, okay, there's still COVID. Is there still COVID? Okay, okay. But in the, in the early days of COVID, praise the Lord. If you ate corn and it got choked in your mouth, and the, <clears throat> what happens? You think you have COVID. Because everything around you is now what? COVID covered. You're seen through the lenses of COVID. Why? Because you have become afraid of COVID. So you interpret everything to the extent I told you here, to the extent that I listened to one of the governors and he said, even if you have malaria, it is what? He said it is COVID. That's how afraid people became of it. Fear causes you to focus on the very thing that you don't want and by that you draw it to yourself. Is someone getting me? Fear is focus okay i think some people have said fear is false evidence appearing real fear puts your focus on the dangers on the threats or the enemy it just puts your focus on the very thing and then what happens is that some people to manage their fear now begin to enter into a state where they say yes this is what's going to happen it's all right they are just preparing themselves for the landing of the negative thing they really don't want now, that is fear in its full definition. And the problem with fear is that when you and I operate in fear, we cannot also please God. Because fear won't let you obey God. Fear will paralyze you. Fear will keep you in a state where you don't, you're no longer mindful of what God can do. We, we sang a song today. We sang, uh, did we sing about and about only you can do these things? You see, you, you, when, you're, when, you, when you're captured by fear, your God reduces. Is someone getting me? When you're captured by fear, it, 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 it so takes you over that as far as you're concerned, you know, what, what are you talking about God? Now, to help us before I get to faith, I, I want us to look at a few, a few passages that, that, that are not few, but... Come with me to Matthew 14. We'll see what happened there. In Matthew 14 from verse 22, it's the account of, of uh, where our Lord Jesus sent the disciples ahead, you know, in the boat, and he went to the mountain to pray. And if we look at this account, I'll read quickly, I'll try and read quickly. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he ascended the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, so the wind was contrary. Now, note verse 24, the boat was now what? In the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, so the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, well, be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. 
And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, do what? Command me to come to you on the water. So he said to Peter, come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to, the, to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was what? Afraid. Fear came. And beginning to sing, he cried out saying what? Lord save me. And verse 31, what did our Lord Jesus say? Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him and said to him, Oh you what? Of little faith. Why did you what? Doubt. Why did you doubt? Okay, we, let's read to the end and we'll come back. And 32 says, And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Now, I want you to take note of something here quickly. Verse 24 says, When they were in the middle of the sea, they were tossed by the waves, for the wind was what? Contrary. When they got into the boat with Jesus, when Jesus was brought into the boat with them, what happened? The wind ceased. Anytime you're able to bring God properly into your situation, the wind will become irrelevant. Trouble, like we mentioned last Sunday, he said, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge. It is the lack of the knowledge of God that is trouble. The knowledge of God in any situation is peace. Praise the Lord, somebody. Okay, but we'll learn more here now. Okay, we'll go to 31. 31, our Lord Jesus said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, let's see what happened to Peter. The disciples were already in this storm. And I want to believe that they were a bit of afraid. But what happened was that when they saw Jesus, their fear went to another level. And that's why the Bible says in 26, it says, Now, in the midst of that, their trouble, they saw him walking and they said, It is a ghost. And now they did what? They cried out for fear. Their fear went even higher. But when Jesus said again, be of good charities, I do not be afraid. They were a bit calmed. Are you following me? Then Peter said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. At this point, had the wind subsided, had the storm subsided, but what was happening, all of a sudden, the ghost, who they thought was the ghost that they saw, they now focused on him, and then that ghost, whatever, was now Jesus. All of a sudden, in Peter's mind, he lost track of the boisterous wind. Are you following me? That's why he could say immediately. They didn't say, he didn't say, Master, come quickly into the boat. Why? Because as long as their eyes were focused on Jesus, the storm didn't matter. So Peter said, if it is you, bid me come. And he said, come. Then Peter started coming. Now look at what the Bible says. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, coming down out of the boat is not coming out from a car. <laughs> How many of us have, you know, come out of a boat before? You understand? It's scary. Just stepping out alone is scary. Because the boat isn't going to be stable for you to come out. The water will be moving. Do you understand? Coming out of a boat is not a joke. But Peter came out of the boat while still looking at Jesus and began to walk, still looking at Jesus. But at some point in that walk, at some point in that walk, what did the Bible say? Verse 30 says, but when he saw, when he saw the wind, what was he sawing before? Allow me to use that. He was sawing Jesus all the while. The moment he saw the wind, what happened? He became afraid. Are you with me? 
Fear is focused on what you don't want. Faith is, okay, I have to be careful now so I don't take you back to lost. Faith is not focused on what you want. You must write that one down. Faith is not focused on what you want. That is lost. Hello? Faith is not focused on what you want. Fear is focused on what you don't want. Faith is focused on him. Is someone getting me? In Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus said, have faith in what? In God. Hebrews eleven six says, he that comes to him, he that comes to him, faith is about your focus on God. As simple as that. In any situation, in every situation, you are either looking at what you want, or you're looking at what you're afraid, you what you don't want, or you're looking at God. The choice for you to make is to do what? To keep your eyes on Him. Because as simple as possible, it defines your experience. It defines your experience. The wind was constant. That's the boisterousness of the wind was constant throughout that whole story. When it changed, the Bible told us, it says, and when they got into the boat, the wind says. But you could see that Peter's experience varied in the same circumstance, depending on who he was what looking at. If you change your focus, this morning actually have come to exhort us to magnify the Lord. Is someone with me? To magnify the Lord. Come with me to Psalm 34. Psalm 34, the, the psalmist, you know, be, be began to tell us something. You know, he was excited and he said, I will bless the Lord what, at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. He said, my soul shall make his boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. He says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us do what? Exalt his name together Ideally we, we should actually read the whole passage But we may not be able to He said I saw the Lord and he heard me And what did he do He delivered me from all my fears Look at verse 5 Verse 5 says they looked to him They looked to him As long as Peter was looking at him What was happening He was fine He didn't notice the wind He said they looked to him and they were radiant They were radiant their faces were not ashamed. Child of God, as long as your gaze is on Jesus, you will not be ashamed. But if you live, you know, if you live your life focusing on what you want or what you don't want or what they have told you that you are afraid of, you will have issues. You know, I, I use COVID. I, I think COVID may be a bit too far. How many of us know what Apollo is? In the seasons of Apollo, what happens? How many times in the past two, three days has your eye had an itch and you just itched it and continued life? You scratched it and continued life. Am I right? But in the season of Apollo, every itch ends up as what? You know why? You order Apollo. Let me give you a testimony. I've never suffered Apollo since I was born. From a ch- I've never suffered Apollo. I resisted. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I resisted. This, what, I, what I'm trying to communicate now, the Lord will help us to catch it. Amen. But it's something that I have experienced in some areas. 
you know how you see you see someone with a pole then all of a sudden it's like you're looking in a mirror am i right it's like you're looking in a mirror and then the moment that happens something begins to happen in your eye it's your turn now it's your turn now okay and if you're not careful you start claiming it okay it's my turn now Apollo is in the air. That's why I don't say, you don't hear me say, you know, everybody's falling sick. Everybody's having COVID. Everybody's coughing. Everybody. Because once you're saying that you are everybody, you're saying, I will join in the number. I, I had that experience before I got born again. I mean, I've told you the story. Let me tell you the story. My very close friend in the bank, when I was working in the bank, I wasn't born again then. You know, I bought a Mercedes Benz. He bought a Mercedes Benz. And we're just close, very close then. He, he actually was my best man, but that was before he was my best man. Okay? And one evening, he was driving, I think home or something, and on his street, arm robbers met him, you know, with a gun and said to him, get out of the car, jump into the gutter. You know, you know Lagos gutter. He jumped in, they snatched his Mercedes Benz. He came to work, told me the story, told us the story. I was driving my Mercedes and I was expecting arm robbers to come. Oh yes. Because then in Lagos, they were busy snatching Mercedes-Benz cars. So, while I was expecting, unfortunately, the first day I met my wife was the day they came according to my expectation. So, they met me also. They came with their gun. This time, they didn't ask me to jump in the gutter. But I remembered what my friend told me. That when they come with the gun, they ask you to sue. When they came, I left the car, handed them the keys, and jumped into the gutter. <laughs> you see, you're laughing at me now. Stop your own now. No, you should laugh at me because I, I, I've been set free. No, I'm, I'm trying to tell you the way it works. Fear will order that thing for you. Somebody is delivered right now in the name of Jesus. Because you have ordered something. You have, you have fixated on it. There is nothing else I say. Somebody, that, that's why I am not happy when they exploit you. When, you know, uh, so-called clergy or whoever exploit. If somebody keeps telling you marriage, it's, it becomes a fearful thing. You're just saying, ah, so I won't marry. So I won't have children. So I won't have. Invariably, that's where you begin to live. Like I told you many years ago, many, many years ago, when we came to Abuja newly, we had some friends, you know, Mom Chi's friend. And Mom Chi just told this lady, he said, why are you worried about, you know, taking in? He said, why don't you just relax and picture yourself in the next five, six, seven years, you know, taking your children to school. Praise the Lord. Taking your children to school. Why do you picture yourself a barren old woman? And then act in desperation because that's where it goes. Because once that picture comes, you become desperate. And once God does, God cannot cooperate with desperate people. Wait, I say on the Lord and be of good courage. Everybody God is going to work with will first deal with desperation. God doesn't respond to desperation. He responds to faith. Desperation is out of something cannot happen. Let it happen now quickly before I lose it. But faith, it says, I know whom I believed. I'm fully persuaded that what I've committed into his hand is able what? To perform it. They don't look alike. Okay? So he told the woman, why, why are you worried? Why are you, why are you, you know, agitated? Relax. See yourself. And thank God, I think they have three children now, not four. Two. Okay? So, 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 listen. The psalmist said here, they look to him. This is what Christianity is about. This is why you come to church. I wrote it here. Praise the Lord. 
Okay, let me say what magnify God is. Because in the simple language, when we say magnify, it means to make something bigger. Praise the Lord. Please, that is not, it's out of lack of what's, you know, vocabulary that we say magnify God. Because we can't make God bigger. God is bigger than big. Okay? We can't make God bigger. So, when we say magnify God, it's not to make him bigger than he truly is. No. But what it means is to make him greater, bigger in our thoughts and in our affections and in our memories and in our expectations. Do you understand? It's to bring him in. The, the way, my, own, my, own, uh, my own way of bringing it in down to, for me to understand it. Because you know my English, I speak English in mathematics. How many of us have learned that already? I speak English in mathematics. It's to factor him in, in your calculations. So if you need, let me give you a classical way where it works. They needed to feed a multitude, right? And Philip said, uh, 300 denarii of uh, bread is not enough to feed these people. So somebody brought five loaves and two fish. Five loaves and two fish multiplied by factor God. What does he do? He feeds the 5,000 plus women and children. And what happened? With 12, yes, that's what it means. To magnify God means to factor him in. So somebody finishes telling you something. He say, have you finished? He say, okay, let me multiply it by God. Everybody that has this experience, this is what is going to happen. This symptom, this is what is going to happen. Ah, this condition, you'll never be able to do. He say, have you finished that? When he finishes, you just bring God and multiply it by God. That's what it means to magnify God. It means to bring him in. No matter the situation. I will sack you. I will deal with you. I will show you in this Abuja. He said, have you finished? Let me just bring God in. Because all you're saying now is you're talking of Abuja. When I bring God in, we are talking of interplanetary. <laughs> we are talking of galactic. Do you understand what I'm saying? That you, you just, that's, that, that's what it means to magnify God. That's simply what it means. So, so the Lord said to, to tell us that we should learn to magnify accurately. Magnify things accurately. When I magnify my needs, it leads me to lost. I need a car. I need a car. I need a car. Uh, this is going to happen. I need this. I need this. I need this. You, what you're doing is that you're enlarging it. You're enlarging it. You're enlarging it. And what is going to bring birth to is lost. Lost, lost. And when loss comes, compromise. Compr- Once loss comes, the devil comes in and tells you, I have a way to get it for you. The politicians will understand this. Okay? The other one is, when you magnify your dangers, which I'm going to show you from an account in, uh, which one do I use now? Let's use Numbers 13. Come with me to Numbers 13. Numbers 13 from, uh, from, 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 Verse 13, verse 13, uh, beginning of this chapter, Moses had sent 12 spies to go and look at the promised land, the land that God promised them. And when they, when they came back and they said, truly, the land you sent us to look at is an exceedingly good land, beautiful land. Everything is wonderful there. But some of the spies said, from verse 31, they said, we are not able to go up against the people there. For what? They are stronger than we. 32 says, and they gave 
And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which you have gone as spies is a land that what? Devours its inhabitants. And we looked at it here. How can the people there be strong and great if the land is eating them? Okay, let's continue. It says, And all the people whom we saw in it are what? Men of great stature. Okay, 33 takes it further. 33 says what? It says there. Can you see fear? What did fear see? Fear saw the uh-huh, the descendants of Anak that came from the giants. And what did fear see again? Fear saw themselves as what? Listen. <laughs> Praise the Lord somebody. This is what it is. Do you know that all of them that saw it that way, that was the experience. Out of the twelve spies, they tend that say, This is what we saw. This is what is going to happen. None of them entered the promised land. The two that saw the same thing, I want you to get this, that is magnifying because twelve spies saw what? The same thing. They went to the same city, they journeyed the same road, they carried the same fruit, they saw the same people. Everything they saw was the same. Now, what was the difference was who and what they magnified. Ten magnified the enemy. Two magnified God. You magnify the enemy, it leads to fear. Fear leads to paralysis. Paralysis leads to all manner of evil things. But you see God, it leads to faith. Faith leads to what? Obedience. Obedience leads to victory. As simple as that. As simple as that. The other two said, let us go up for what? We are well able. But, but I, I think we can, we can get a better one. We can get a better one. Okay, not even better one. We can get one other one. Several other ones. Let's look at them because I think I still have time. In Matthew 8, where our Lord Jesus, you know, had the encounter with the uh, centurion. We're going to look at that and then we'll look at the Syrophoenician woman. In Matthew 8 from verse 5 to 13, we have our Lord Jesus' encounter where the centurion came and met him. Okay? And verse 5 says, When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Look at this verse 6. Everybody look at this verse 6. Sorry, don't move, please. Verse 6. Does it say this servant is having ordinary malaria? This is a desperate situation. Am I right? Okay. If you put some other translation, we may see what it's saying there. Just give us any other translation before we move. It says he's in terrible pain. Message says terrible pain. Let's see another one. Praise God. Okay. It's all right. We'll move on. So the Lord said to him in verse 7, I will come and heal him. I want you to picture this scenario. You have such a serious situation. Are you with me? And the Lord says, I will come and heal him. Now, let's read 8. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. Let's leave the you know, process of verse 9. You have a terrible situation like this. And then the Lord says, I will come and heal him. And then you say, Lord, it's not necessary. Just speak a word. You know what that is talking about. Can someone help me? You know what that is talking about? He's saying, this sickness is terrible. Eh? But where you are, is a joke. That's what he was saying. That's what he was saying. But do you know what we do many times? 
when you come for prayer and they pray for you, you will say this kind of prayer is not, cannot heal this type of disease. Mm-mm. Ah, man of God, do you know what I'm suffering? Do you know the prognosis? Eh? Do you know the problem? And you just say this kind. The man said to Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. The sickness is terrible, but there is no terrible with you. The sickness is whatever, but not with you. All you need to do is speak the word and what? My servant will be. That's why Jesus said, ah, ah. So, so, so some people get it. That's why he says, I've not found, I've not, I've been looking. I've not found such great faith in the whole of Israel. Give us a message uh, translation verse 10. Jesus said, wow, this is what it's about. Child of God, the reason, okay, let, let me read what, he, what this says before. He said, taking aback, Jesus said what? He said, I've yet to come across what? This kind of simple trust in Israel. The very people who are supposed to know all about God and how he works. That can be said of us Christians now. That can be, what, what was Jesus saying? This man understands, you know, that I spoke everything into being. I spoke everything into being. I spoke it and it was created. Everybody who is a Christian, faith should actually come naturally for us. You know what? You believe in a savior that was conceived by a word. Praise the Lord. When the Bible says, you know, uh, uh, the, the virgin, you know, took, took uh, how does the Bible put it? Was uh, overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. There was no experience apart from, let it be unto me according to your word. That was it. And then somebody, you know, the, our Lord Jesus started forming in the womb of Mary. That's it. That's why the Bible tells us in John 1, 1, in the being was the word, the word was God, and the word was God. What was God? The word. That's why the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 1. It said, he spoke, let there be, and what? He, did he speak and they said, no, how can it be? No, he spoke and he was. When the centurion said, you don't need to come to my house. The sickness is terrible. The situation is horrible. It's a desperate situation, but you are not desperate, master. God is never in their streets. God is never. God, you see, that, that's why we, we, we oftentimes do without what God is doing for us. Because when he does it, we think he hasn't done it. Because we are expecting him to sweat. We say, how can you just tell me like that? How will I know that you have done it? He has said it. He has said it. Praise the Lord. That's why we're learning about faith, you know, just mentioning faith. Faith, faith. faith originates from what God said. Faith comes by hearing and hearing what? By the word of God. When God said it, it is considered as settled. This man said, just speak the word. Let, let, let me show you another one that will help you see this thing. And from another Gentile. Flip your Bibles to Matthew 15. Matthew 15. In Matthew 15 from verse 21, we have another interesting account. This one, you know, as interesting as the centurion. This is the Syrophoenician woman, the Gentile woman. Okay, the Bible says from verse 21, Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tansidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. What do you see in this situation? This is a serious case. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Have mercy on me. 23 says, but he answered her not a word. 
And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lordship of the house of Israel. Okay? Then the woman responded. What did she say? Did she say, Master, 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 hey, my daughter is dying. This is a serious case. All of a sudden, I want you to take what is happening. All of a sudden, her focus went from the daughter to him. The Bible said what? She worshipped him. Listen, no matter how much in distress I am, it is not wisdom to focus on my distress. No matter how much in need I am, it is not wisdom to focus on my need. That's what I've been trying to teach us. That's what the Bible is saying. That's why our Lord Jesus Christ said, the Gentiles are running after this. They need to. They don't have faith in God. But you have faith in God. How does faith operate? Faith does not operate. Holy Spirit, help us. Faith does not operate by attacking the things. Every scripture. Do you know, I can tell you from every scripture in the Bible concerning healing prayer. I can point this to you. I'm going to add one, which, you know, will help you get it. The woman said, I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. You are Lord. Help me. Just, I worship you. That was her focus. Then Jesus said, took it to a, a, a higher level. He said, listen, I cannot take the bread made for the children. Okay. And give it to the dogs. Follow this. What did the woman say? The woman didn't say, ah, hey, I need the bread of the king, not the bread of children. Because this matter is what? I want you to get to where faith, the spirit of faith fills you up. Are you getting me? What did the woman say? The woman said, the bread you give children is too much for what I need. The woman said, what I'm asking, you are God. What I'm asking from you, you don't need to serve me even on the table. Right down where I am. This is not different from what the woman with issue of blood said. The woman with issue of blood was not thinking. Listen, there are problems you have. Some people want to see pastor. They, they see me after I say, say pastor, I like to say, say, you're seeing me now. How many have I answered like that? I say, this is me. They say, no. You know, the way they say no is like, eh, this matter, tigerly. <laughs> the way they say the no is like, pastor, you need to be crying and sitting down for, to hear... You know, when they're telling you and they're looking at your emotion and you're not afraid, they say this matter can't be solved here. <laughs> she, she said, she said, she said, my problem does not need the bread on the table. My problem doesn't need a slice. He said the crumb, but it was a big problem to her. She magnified God. And her problem diminished in her eyes. The two of them, Jesus said, wow, I've not seen such great faith. This is great faith. Great faith is not from the time you got born again. I must get my breakthrough. I must get my breakthrough. I must get my breakthrough. Great faith is you are big. You are big. You are big. As you're saying you are big, every issue concerning you will become small. And God will be changing it and changing it. And you'll be experiencing from glory to glory to glory. That is what it is. Once you focus on this, you enter into manipulation. Let me show you another one. Just so that you, this is undeniable, unreprovable. The passage where our Lord Jesus taught us on prayer, it's Luke 18. Luke 18. Okay? Men ought always to pray. 
and not faint. Okay? And he says the widow went to a judge who does not fear God. Okay? Nor regard man. And said to her, get justice for me from my adversary. I, I, need, I need two people to help me, please. Two people quickly. Two people to come. Okay, thank you. So, Sam, do you want to be the judge? You should be the judge. Okay, so Sam, there are three persons in that account, okay? There's the widow, there is the judge, and then there's the adversary. Julius, I know you're a good VIO officer, but you know people here have problems with VIO. So you're that adversary for today. <clears throat> so Sam, please, just step up here now. So Sam is the judge, okay? And this is where I am, okay? And this man, please come, obtains me now, okay? What does he obtain? Let's take it, he obtains my wristwatch. Are you following? So he has done me, he beat me up and took my wristwatch. So he has done me injustice. Right now, where is my wristwatch? Who is my adversary? When you read that parable, look at it. That woman was never focusing on him. The woman never went like many of us would do and grabbed his trouser. You must pay me. You must pay me. You must give me my breakthrough. I must marry. I must have this. I must get this. I must have children. The woman never did that. This was her problem, but this was her focus. She kept saying, you get justice. You will handle this. You will handle this. You will handle this. At the end of the day, what happened? This one exercised power over this one and made this one give to her what was her due. Faith is focused on God. Anything contrary is either lost or fear. You know what fear would have done? Fear would have been trying, running around, panicking. But faith says, I know that this man can get me justice. I know that this man can solve this problem. I know that if I get his attention, are you getting what I'm saying? So she spent the time. So that importunity in prayer is not importunity every hour. I'm saying this, 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 this. No, it's importunity of pressing into the knowledge of God, which James, sorry, which Peter told us, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge as you press into him. We prayed this morning, his father. He is Abba Father. He knows my situation. He can get anything that I need to live this life more than I can ever get it. Thank you, Sazamad. That is what faith is. Magnifying God. He that comes to God. And you know what this right faith will do? Somebody can tell me. You know what this right faith will do? Right faith will bring holiness. We have a people that we are praying, you know, let the sisters marry, let the sisters, and they're sleeping about fornication. Who are you waiting to give you husband if you're committing fornication? You're in lost. You're deceiving yourself because if you want God to give you a husband, hey, if the brother just laughs too much and leans on you, tiger on his face, he will never forget it. But if you don't have faith, then you'll be fooling around. Waiting the day you come and tell us, join me to praise the Lord. Shut up. If you have faith, 
You can't deal with your finances anyhow. You will be honoring God. Why? Because you know that God, your father, is the one you're waiting to lift you. In every area, sans and mass, that's what it is. Faith will breed purity. It will bring righteousness. It will breed holiness. It will breed love. Because you're looking. You want to get a good testimony. You want to have a good testimony with him. So he can be the blesser. But they've modeled up this whole thing for us. So people are in loss, they think they have faith. People are in fear, they think they have faith. So you come to church and then they say, your enemies, your enemies. Then everybody, if I want you, some of us that are looking gentle now, not even just looking, some of us that no matter what we pray, this is how they'll be moving. If the pastor wants you to move, he will say, all right. All of them, all of them, they have gathered against you. Begin to shoot them down now. Begin to shoot them down. All the enemies. Kill them. Kill them. You see gentlemen. They start punching because they remember. Ah, the director is holding my phone. I punch him. Uh, this person. They, what has happened is that they've taken your focus out of God. And put on your enemy. And you start operating in fear. And when you leave service, you're sweating. You say that service was powerful. Let's rise on our feet. I want you to tell three people. Say, magnify the Lord with me. Exalt the name of Jesus. Magnify the Lord with me. Exalt the name of Jesus. I say you should tell three people. You're just singing. Tell somebody, magnify the Lord with me. You, listen, you, you, came, you came to church sick in the body. <laughs> listen, listen. Listen. Uh, any sick person here? You, anybody sick in any part of your body? Yes, yes. I, 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 let me tell you how it works. Eh? Praise the Lord. Now, now I, I, w- I want you to go back, okay? And see God. Before there was a sickness in your body, who who created the bones? Eh? Who created the bones? Who, who caused liquid to convert to bone? Who made you to be formed in your mother's womb? Eh? Who co- you know, we are all grown men, right? What converts a baby to a grown person? God takes milk. God takes cassava. Eh? God takes amala. And translates it into enzymes. And is working in your body. Some of us, our stomach is growing. Some of us, our hair is growing. I wish my own hair were growing. <laughs> you know, and things are just growing. Why, why, why would you respect and fear the thing they said is wrong? When somebody began the walk all the while. Why don't you tell him today, I exalt you. They call it hereditary they call it inherited. They call it history. They say, do you have a history? Tell them I have a history of the creator. God made me. If you go back in my storyline, God formed me. God created me. He said to me, leave. Go back in my story. 
and you will see that there was a time I was not but the Bible said he formed me in my mother's womb and he decreed and wrote out the days concerning me and he said I will fulfill my days somebody needs to magnify God over every situation over every circumstance over every trial exalt the Lord exalt the, just magnify him just magnify him just magnify him just magnify him just lift him high somebody has a financial problem I need you to ask yourself who owns the heaven and the earth who created all things how much money did he use to create the earth where did he borrow which bank did he consult all the things that are in the world the songwriter says everything men are in your hands resources are in your hands institutions are in your hands what is it that is becoming a problem God said to tell you I am jealous of your focus can you take your eyes and turn it to me I am your maker I am your creator I am your God can you put those eyes on me for I've begotten you and I called you with a plan I called you with a purpose I'm not about quitting can you please set your eyes on me that's what Jehovah sent me to tell you and the psalmist said they looked to him they looked to him and their faces began to glow they were not ashamed they were not afraid magnify the Lord magnify the Lord magnify the Lord exalt him exalt him with your words concerning that situation if it's finances exalt him tell him you are my God I don't need to look at it you change times and seasons you change nations you change peoples you change everything there is no one like you only you only you only you you do mighty things you do glorious things you do wonderful things i worship you i worship you you make all things beautiful in your time you are god i will worship you i will exalt you i will magnify you if you don't have what speak in the holy ghost because that's the language the Holy Ghost speaks. I wish I had time. I will show you that every time the Holy Ghost speaks, he's magnifying the works of God. He's magnifying God. He said the apostles, they began to declare the wonderful works of God. That's the language of the Christian. That's the language of the spirit. We exalt him. Call him the unchangeable changer. Call him the mighty God. Call him the Amama Masiamasi. He is almighty. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. Jehovah is your name. You are the Lord. That is your name. You will not share your attention. I will keep my eyes on you. I will keep my eyes on you. Child of God, you are far from desperation. You are far from abandonment. You are far from failure. God has a plan for you. He knows the path that you take. Are you going through trial? I didn't come to preach to you that you will not experience difficulties. I came to preach to you that the God who called you said I will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. But with every temptation, he will make a way. He says, I know you. Magnify the Lord. Enough is enough. I will not share my praise. My heart, no devil, no demon, no spirit of fear, no spirit of loss will occupy any position. He's able. He's wonderful. 
He's beautiful. He's excellent. He's the mighty. He's the mighty. I have eyes for you from today. Only you. I see only you. I see the Lord high and lifted up, exalted above the worship of the people. I see my king. He's lifted high above every God, above every situation, above every circumstance. Ah, he's riding upon the wings of the wind by his name, Yah. He is God. He's the one I worship. I have no fear because I have a father. I have no care because I have a good father. I have no fear because I am chosen by him. I did not choose him. You need to know, child of God, you did not choose him, but he chose you. He said, this one, you're listening to me. He said, I will glorify myself in you. I will use you to display my grandeur. I will use you to tell of my power. So don't mind that situation. You are only a part of God's great testimony. Lord, you will be glorified. I will trust in you. 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 I will say to my soul, soul, trust in the Lord. Worship him. Worship him. Father, we thank you. I, I, I want to step down, but just please, all eyes closed. One moment. Somebody is here today, just you. Maybe it's just you, but I need to do this. What we are talking about is for those that have been given the right. It's not everybody's prerogative. It's not everybody's prerogative. Not everybody can claim this. No, it's not everybody. Faith is based on relationship. It's based on relationship. No matter how rich a man is, I'm not entitled to his endowment unless I have a relationship with him. God is all that. But unless you come into the family of faith through faith in the Lord Jesus, and how does it happen? The Bible says the wages of sin is death. And all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So every one of us had to come through the place where our sins were washed away. And what can wash away our sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Silver and gold can't take care of it. My determination that from today, where I did evil, I'll do good, cannot help. It won't solve the problem. Only the blood of Jesus. And thank God, that blood has been freely given. 2,000 years ago on the cross of Calvary, our Lord Jesus shed that blood so that whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Are you here today? You have never surrendered your life to Jesus. The blood has never been applied to wash you from your sins. Your name has never been recorded in the book of heaven. Then please I beg you. This is a family you want to belong to. Anywhere you are, can you raise that hand quickly? So I pray with you. Anywhere you are. That the blood may wash. That the blood may wash. That the Savior may save. 
that you might be counted in the family of God. I want to pray with you if you're here. Can you raise that hand please? Anybody here? Saying Jesus save me. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Anybody here? Thank you Holy Ghost. Thank you Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay Father we thank you. Thank you Lord for the opportunities given and we trust that your mercy is flowing already. Lord, we want to thank you for we lift our eyes to you. By your grace and by your mercy, we will begin to magnify only that which is worthy of magnifying. We come confessing, O oh Lord, that in the past we have given attention to that which does not deserve attention. We have given credit to that which does not worth any credit. You say these are the things that we should meditate on. Whatsoever things are true. Who is true but you? What is true but your word? Whatever things are lovely. What is lovely like heaven? Whatever things are excellent. Lord will turn from everything that had captured us and we turn to you we turn to you we turn to you Lord like you did oh Lord for the Syrophoenician woman like you did oh Lord for the centurion like it was told us concerning the widow woman we know that as our gaze is set on you we know that all things become shadows. They begin to fade in the light of you. Let's worship the Lord. Just worship him. Can, 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 we, can we just cast away every can, every body and just exhort him? Are we ready to sing magnify? Can we just, you know, take that song and just magnify the Lord? Just lift him high. Just celebrate him. Just, you know, just do what is right. Hallelujah. You have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center off Bannock's Guarampa Expressway near next Cash and Carry Abuja. 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31-588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle, at tfatherschurch. Also on Instagram, the Father Church. God bless you.